Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
Okay, everybody after me. Ivdu. Et. Hashem. Besimcha. Ivdu et Hashem besimcha. In the AM, Ivduas Hashem Besimcha is right, and that's the uh, Diaspora Yeshiva Band off of the Diaspora Collection, one of the uh, great recordings from that amazing band here at JM in the AM. Before that, Yido with Bar Yochai, you heard Walk With Me done by Soul Farm. 
I remember them doing that uh, song live down in Florida during our Pesach vacation. It was unbelievable. Just they are incredible live. Yaakov Shweki had Kolot, the uh, title track to his latest. Yaga done by Eli Schwebel, Baruch Levine with Umacha, and uh, Regesh with Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. JM in the AM 632, 28 minutes before 7 o'clock. Good morning. My thanks to Mayor Weingarten for being here yesterday. My thanks to Miriam L. Wallach for taking over during the second half on Tuesday. Good to be back on this Thursday morning as we say good morning. And I want to take this opportunity and wish Mazel Tov to those who are completing Meseches Rosh Hashanah today. In the study of Daf Yomi, they're getting ready, and I'm sure many more people are getting set to jump in tomorrow with Meseches Tanis. The final page of Rosh Hashanah is today. If you're not familiar with the with the practice of studying Talmud at the rate of one page or one folio per, per day, consult with your local rabbi. JM and the AM, let's take a look at what's happening weather-wise. Thunderstorms today with a high of 74. Rain and thunderstorms tonight, low of 68. We've had a pretty wet week, you know? <laughs> Not that bad because it hasn't been uh, continuously raining, but let's see what do we have? what are we, also rain for tomorrow? Oh my gosh. Forget about the fact that we've had a wet week. It looks like we're going to continue to have a wet week. Uh 96% humidity winds in northeast at 10 right now we're at 61 degrees here in Jersey City as we say good morning. At JM in the AM. Plenty more coming up, uh, plenty coming up this morning, including, you know, it's Parsha Schlach this week. And there's a tradition here at JM in the AM, Parsha Schlach, which, um, is the week that we read about one of the uh, most horrible episodes in Jewish history, that of the Meraglim and their public attitude toward the land of Israel. It's the week where uh, we, uh, on a regular basis, on a regular annual basis, go ahead and invite the head of Nefesh B'Nefesh to our airwaves, and Rabbi Fass will join us in the 8 o'clock hour. David Mandel and uh, Rabbi Eli Brazil later will talk about the um, summer coming up at Camp Cayley. And our friends at Shalvim are having a big dinner coming up. That'll all be happening if you keep it here at JM in the AM. I want to remind everybody that next week is App Week means there'll be a whole a whole bunch of opportunities to uh, use our brand-new app and win some prizes. Make sure to stay tuned in right here at JM&AM for the details. Uh, Monday morning it begins, and make sure you have installed in your phone the brand-new NSN app so that you could be uh, up to speed in our programming and to take advantage of all the brand-new features that we're offering and just have an overall great time with the... Uh, with the brand new app, it is pretty amazing. I must say, it is pretty amazing. Weekly update tomorrow. Malcolm Holmline will join us. We'll talk about this very interesting week politically, both here and in Israel. Very interesting week. So that'll be happening uh, tomorrow morning right here at JMNAM. And don't forget, we have amazing programming all day long at JMNAM.org. Charlie Harari coming up at nine o'clock. Miriam L. Wallach at ten o'clock. Live lunch will be conducted by Executive Assistant of Rummy today. That'll happen between 11 and 1 and uh, plenty of other great things uh, on our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. Here's God Elbaz.
That's when I lift my eyes to the skies, dreaming, dreaming, days gone by. And I know you said that all I need is an honest try, an honest try. But in the dark of night, in the lonely heights, you give me the strength to keep up the fight. But I can't move on, I can't live life without you. Sometimes life's like an ocean. Quiet is blue. Sometimes life's like an ocean, sailing with you. Sometimes life's like an ocean, raging like a fool. Sometimes life's like an ocean when it's drowning in you. Rivers have come to surround me, to cool me and bring me down. Without you by my side. Without you, without you, without you by my side. 
J.M. in the A.M. 7 o'clock in the morning on a Thursday. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Hour number one complete. My thanks to uh, Miriam L. Wallach and Mayor Weingarten who took over things on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday this week. Much appreciated. Good to be back here on a Thursday morning. Weekly update tomorrow here at JM in the AM. App Week is next week with a whole bunch of opportunities to win some great prizes. Details coming up. We'll try to outline some of those details for you. If not, if you miss anything we tell you this week about it, make sure to be tuned in starting Monday morning and make sure you have the NSN app in your phone. Avrami uh, will host a live lunch later on today. Charlie Harari at 9 o'clock in the morning on jmtheam.org. And Miriam Alwalik with That's Life following Charlie. They'll all be discussing the uh, big app week coming up next week here at jmnam.org. It's America's one and only. Oh, I did that already, right? Yeah, we did the ID. Thank God. Hey, big news. Speaking of news coming up in just a moment from Israel, this is news that I just saw from Teaneck, New Jersey. Apparently, a kosher sports bar is opening in Teaneck next month. An OU kosher sports bar is slated to open in Teaneck, New Jersey. Sunday, July the 6th, with over 20 domestic, international, and craft beers, with 28 televisions. Uh, they're going to call it Teaneck Doghouse, and it's right in the middle of the um, of the kosher restaurant region that I always talk about in Teaneck, New Jersey. I was a big fan of the kosher sports bars when one or two of them were open in New York City over the last the 20 years or so. And I look forward to welcoming this one. Open Saturday nights till 3 a.m., it says here. Unbelievable. Anyway, so talk about big news, huh? Oh, yeah. Eric Cantor losing his seat is one thing. Kosher Sports Bar in Teaneck. Now, that's big news. Uh, Thursday morning, minute after 7 o'clock. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Thursday follows next. We say Boker Tov from Jamnam. גלי צהל השעה שתיים, כאן שיבל קרמי מנסור עם מה שקורה עכשיו. רצח הילדים במושב ישרש, במרכז הסיוע שטיפל בהם אומרים שהיא התריעה בעבר שהאב עלול לפגוע בילדיהם. ראש מרכז רקמן לקידום מעמד האישה, רות הלפרין קדרי, מסרה גם שהאישה נמלטה עם הילדים למקלט בשל חשש לחייה וכן שהאב סירב לשלם מזונות. קרוב משפחתו אמר לכתבתנו עופרי אשל, לא הבחנו בשום דבר חשוד. כולם היו איתו ביחד תמיד, אנחנו משפחה מאוד מלוכדת, כולם היו ביחד. לא צריך שום צורך בשום סיוע, לא ראינו שום דבר הכי קטן שיכול להעיד על משהו כזה שהולך לקרות. חשד לניסיון רצח בבת ים, גבר כבן חמישים נדקר בכל חלקי גופו ונפצע קשה. כתבתנו שרון פולבר. הגבר הותר בדירה ברחוב ירושלים בעיר כשהוא דקור בכל חלקי גופו ופונה על ידי צוותים של מגן דוד אדום לבית החולים וולפסון. בת זוגו, אישה כבת שלושים, עוקבה לחקירה בחשד עם עורבות באירוע, שהרקע טרם ברור. בלעדי, גורמים פוליטיים אומרים שראש הממשלה נתניהו הורה להקפיא בפועל את הבנייה מחוץ לגושי ההתנחלויות. כתבתנו המדינית אילאיל שחר. לדברי גורמים פוליטיים, נתניהו הורה לא להעלות תוכניות ביישובים מחוץ לגושים בוועדת התכנון של המינהל האזרחי, בעקבות וטו שהטיל השר לפיד בעניין. 
מקורבי לפיד אישרו את הדברים, בסביבת נתניהו ציינו מנגד כי ההחלטות היכן לקדם בנייה מתבססות על מגוון שיקולים, ביניהם גם לא לעורר ביקורת בקהילה הבינלאומית. כתוצאה מהנחייתו של נתניהו לא משובצת לדיון בין השאר גם תוכנית לבניית צימרים בקיבוץ גלגל בבקעה. מנגד שר החינוך שי פירון מיש עתיד אמר הבוקר באריאל כי יש לחנך את הנוער על ערכי ארץ ישראל השלמה. ארץ ישראל ללא חברון, ללא תל אביב, דגניה, ללא שכם, אופקים וקריית שמונה איננה שלמה. על ערכים אלה עלינו נחנך את צעירי ישראל, את כל צעירי ישראל. אני לא מכיר שלום שאין בו ויתורים הדדיים, אבל עד אז אסור לנו לצמצם את ארץ ישראל השלמה. אי אפשר להמשיך ולהסכים עם צימוקו של החזון הגדול. התחזית נאה בלי שינוי של ממש בטמפרטורות, ולסיום, חג מונדיאל שמח מסביב לעולם. כתבתנו שרון יעקבוביץ שוחחה בתוכניתנו עושים ספורט עם דוברי עברית מ-30 מדינות שהם...
in the AM. The uh, Achenu selection off of the CD entitled Achenu here at JM and the AM Thursday morning broadcast. Uh, let's see, before that we did the um, Heshi Rubin selection, Do the Daf, which we dedicate to those who are finishing Mesechus Rosh Hashanah today and starting Mesechus Tanis tomorrow. Sandy Shmueli opened up the hour with Chazak. Uh, I apologize that the news from Israel got cut off toward the end, but hey. We'll try to do more news tomorrow right here at JMN. Big week in terms of news. There's a new president in the state of Israel, Eric Cantor, uh, arguably the most noticeably Jewish member of the uh, United States Congress and the one of the most influential members of the United States Congress will not be returning to Congress. A uh, shocking development. We'll talk about all this stuff tomorrow during our weekly update right here at JMN. Malcolm Honline will join us at 7.40 tomorrow morning. Make sure to be tuned in. Plenty coming up here on a Thursday at JMM. Oh, let me take this opportunity now to wish our wonderful niece a wonderful Mazel Tov, a major Mazel Tov going out to the Markowitz and Katz families. Last night we had the opportunity to celebrate with both families this most wonderful Simcha Mazel Tov to Danielle Markowitz of Teaneck, New Jersey, Daniel Katz, out in Woodmere, New York, and of course to uh, Cheryl and Dr. Mendy Markowitz and their wonderful family. And um, the Katz family out in Woodmere, a very special Mazel Tov. Everything became official last evening, and it was wonderful to uh, see the beaming Hassan and Kala just minutes after their official engagement. And we wish them a wonderful Mazel Tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. And if you see uh, the Katzes today at any point, that's right, even Uncle Ari Katz, or I should say uh, brother <laughs> uh, Ari Katz of Kent, Missoura. Or if you see any of the Markowitzes today, uh, Jonathan, Rachel, and of course Cheryl and Dr. Mendy, uh, make sure to wish them a very special Mazel Tov. Uh, and of course uh, the Chassan and Kala, Danielle and the Daniel. A, uh, a wonderful Simcha. And I want to toss in an extra special Mazel Tov to all the grandparents, including uh, my wonderful in-laws, uh, Gail and Itzy Weintraub, and of course Mrs. Markowitz, all the grandparents, they should um, enjoy this, and um, we wish them a very special Mazel Tov. 22 minutes after 7 o'clock, it's JM in the AM. As we continue, this is the brand new CD from the Yeshiva Boys Choir. Yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. 29 minutes after 7 o'clock. It's a Thursday morning broadcast. Thanks for tuning in. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Gemara asks a question. What is considered a Chilol Hashem? Rav said, for instance, me. If I would take meat from a butcher, it wouldn't pay right away. Rashi explains that the butcher wants to be paid in a timely fashion. If the customer is late, the butcher might suspect he's trying to get away with not paying at all. If the person is a Tamil Chacham, the butcher may learn to have less regard for the prohibition of stealing. Rabbi Yochanan said, Achilol Hashem is someone like me who would go for Amos without learning Torah or wearing tefillin. That's Achilol Hashem. Actually, we learn in Yerushalmi that Rabbi Yochanan was too weak to learn Torah and wear tefillin constantly. But not everyone was aware that Rabbi Yochanan was ill. If he had been seen in public without Torah and tefillin, it might lead to neglect of Torah study. So Rashi explains to us that Chilol Hashem is not the etzemaseh, it's not the act itself, but the fact that it influences others negatively. A few years ago, a religious Jew arrived in a city to assume the position of Rabbi of the Shul. One day, he had to travel to the city and he took the bus. When he paid the fare, he received change. But when he took his seat, he realized that the bus driver had overpaid his change by a quarter. When he considered going back up front, his companion said, You're going back for quarter? What does he care about this quarter? No one will know it's missing. He also noted, The driver is certainly not Jewish. He remained in his seat until he arrived at his destination. As he left the bus, the Jew gave the quarter to the driver and said, You gave me too much change. The driver said, Aren't you the new rabbi in town? The Jew replied in the affirmative. The driver continued, For a long time now, I've been considering where to go to pray, to the Orthodox congregation or to another place that doesn't follow the tradition. I developed my own test and decided to see what would happen if I would give you a little extra. You can be sure that you will see me in your shul on the Sabbath. As he descended the steps, the rabbi felt himself shaking. He went over to lean on a lamppost for a few minutes until he could regain his steadiness. He said to himself, Ribbona Shalom, I almost sold a yid for a quarter of a dollar. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. 7.32 in the morning. By the way, a public service announcement. This is pretty reliable information. Anybody who's in the Bergen County area right now, uh, much is being made, rightfully so, about this uh, George Washington Bridge shutdown uh, because of that major accident uh, that has occurred. And apparently somebody who we know who left the Teaneck area just uh, before 7 a.m. this morning, is already in New York City with the Route 4 lower level of the George Washington Bridge um, route. So if you take Route 4 to the lower level of George Washington Bridge, at least based on what we just heard, 
uh, you do have a chance to uh, make some good time into New York City as that uh, accident is uh, dominating uh, the traffic news and uh, certainly the area of the George Washington Bridge this morning. Thursday broadcast, 62 degrees. My thanks to both Miriam Alwalik and Mayor Weingarten for taking over Tuesday and Wednesday. Good to be back on this Thursday morning with a reminder that we have the uh, weekly update tomorrow starting at 7.40 in the morning with Malcolm Honline joining us here at JM and the AM. Great programming on our stream all day long. Charlie Harari is coming up next at 9 o'clock at jmtheam.org with a brand-new edition of The Book of Life. Miriam L. Wallach with a brand-new edition of That's Life coming up at 10. And uh, Avrami is going to be hosting the live lunch coming up between 11 and 1. I do remind everybody that our, our app celebration week is going to be next week with an amazing opportunity to win some incredible prizes uh, from some uh, wonderful people who have uh, donated great things to our uh, uh, to our app celebration. Make sure you have the NSN app. That's number one. And then get ready uh, to have our big, joyous celebration week next week uh, at the Nahum Siegel Network. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, by the way, speaking of fun, Michal Przanski, who's up next, is doing a big premiere album signing event in Flatbush, Brooklyn. This Friday at 1 p.m., he'll be at the Judaica Place on Avenue M. And then on uh, Friday, the 20th of June at 1 p.m., he'll be at Eichler's of Flatbush, Michal Przanski. This is his brand new CD. He'll be doing those signings and having a great time in Flatbush, Brooklyn, over the next two Fridays. Here he is at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. There it is. Brand new Michal Przanski, a CD that we call Prue's Volume 4. Or Prue's Control, as he, as he has it on the uh, cover of the brand new CD. He'll be at the Judaica Place this Friday on Avenue M, and he'll be at Eichler's on June 20th on Coney Island Avenue doing a whole album signing. You can check it out and enjoy. Uh, 21 minutes before 8 o'clock on a Thursday at JMDM. Mazdav to those who've completed Maseches Rosh Hashanah today in Dafyomi. Maseches Tanis begins tomorrow. David Mandel is in our studio, Chief Executive Officer at Ohel Children's Home and Family Services. We're going to be joined in a second by uh, Rabbi Ellie Brazil, who now directs Camp Kaylee as they both are getting ready for a very big summer. David Mandel, welcome back to JM in the AM, and thank you for not... Uh, tying yourself to the top of our building and rappelling onto Montgomery Street early this morning. It's much appreciated. Good morning, Nachum. <laughs> rappelling off a one-story building seems like a lot more fun than 20 stories. Uh, that I'm sure. I was saying to myself, I wonder if this building, which is not one story, it's actually four or five. Four w- stories. Come yeah, on. come on. I wonder if I'd even try this one, but I don't think so. I don't think even this one I'd have any desire to try. But I think it'd be fun to see you go up four stories as opposed to down 20 stories. Were you surprised at all? Up four stories. <laughs> Were you surprised at all that that event sold out as quickly as it did? Achim, I, I really didn't understand it. <laughs> it's something that so I... So you're like me. You I, walked into it the same way I did. I, I've never experienced it. You know, you can you can look at it, you can think about it, you can talk about it until you're standing up on the ledge with your, with your feet... Ready to go over the ...dangling edge. off... 20 stories, not uh, looking behind you. You uh, don't want to look behind you. <laughs> and then the person says to you, go ahead. Everything's <laughs> fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Everything's fine. And I repeated everything. You know, blue rope is for this, orange rope is for this, and the buckle and everything. And I said, am I all set? And he says, I think so. <laughs> That's what you needed to hear. And I heard the words, I think so. <laughs> What was, what was the mo- what was the rope? What was the failsafe rope? What color? What was the rope that you that you had in your mind? I must make sure to remember that this is the one that I want to make sure to hold on to if something happens. Very bright orange. Bright orange. That was the one. Yeah. It was the bright orange. It's like rope. the cone on the street, you know, <sighs> the safety cone on the street. All right. Well, I'm nervous just thinking about the whole thing. I'm glad everybody survived. Not only just survived, but thrived in an amazing day for Oh. It was exciting. It was yeah. fun. It was really incredible. Love the coverage about it. Uh, Rabbi Ali Brazil. Is with us uh, live via telephone. Camp Cayley is getting set to begin. Do we know what year is this? Third, fourth, fifth? What are we up to? It's the fourth year of Camp Cayley. It's the first year of the new Camp Cayley with Rabbi Ellie Brazil as our director. Ellie Brazil, welcome to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. How you doing? Everything is good. So I could ask you the same question I just asked David. How'd you sell out so quickly? I asked him that about the repelling event. It seems like uh, Camp Cayley had a an amazing surge over the last couple of months. People just clamoring to get in, both staff and campers. Thank God. I think that's uh, a testament to the staff we've hired, the programming, and uh, really a team effort that uh, we put together. This is the first time that you're going to be, I mean, you have a lot of camp experience. Nobody could speak about that more than I can. You have a tremendous amount of camp experience, but it is the first time that you're going to be supervising this type of arrangement, one that we've uh, spoken about extensively on this program in terms of how Camp Cayley works and the you know the amazing mix of uh, of campers and uh, and abilities that will be uh, you know under your jurisdiction throughout the entire summer what are your thoughts as you go into this unique camping setup very excited a lot, a lot of great programming planned um, really the staff is tremendous um, I have direction from uh, 
you know, the people at OHEL, um, from a lot of my family members, my father, and uh, thank God we are geared up to something's going to be amazing in the summer. Interesting. Does, does any of, I don't know, does any of that whole factor either not worry you but uh, it, it, it must it must come as some type of challenge to you where you've never really seen it in action on a regular basis right yeah 100 percent um you know anything new in life is uh, is a challenge um but if you prepare properly you know, like as you've always uh, told us told me that uh <laughs> put in your best effort you know everything will work out <laughs> everything i said comes back to haunt me huh <laughs> All right, when does it all begin? What's the official first day of camp? Uh, the, boy, the staff comes up on Sunday the 22nd, and the boys come up uh, the 25th. And they'll be up there for what, three weeks, four they'll weeks? They'll be up there for four weeks, yeah. They'll be up there for four weeks, and then the uh, the girls will have their chance to come to Camp Cayley uh, starting, what, at the beginning of August or so? Uh, July uh, 23rd, they come up. The end of July. All right, so that's how it works. We wish you the best of luck this summer, and uh, any, any special messages for... Uh, for parents out there who are uh, curious about the whole Camp Cayley family? Well, we just redid our entire website, so that's uh, oh. everything you can find. Pictures, videos, uh, the New Camp calendar is up there, and uh, we're very, very excited. How do people access that? What address? www.campcayley.org. And uh, thank God, since we've launched, we've got thousands of hits, um, and uh, we're very, very excited. We just... Uh, we have a, like a leadership seminar with different principals and uh, community leaders coming to camp to speak to the campers. So, uh, thank God we have a lot of stuff planned, and we're really excited. All right. Before you leave, Ellie, let me pose the same question to David Mandel. So what do you think, as you saw how many people during this winter were clamoring, both staff and campers, to get into this fourth year of Camp Cayley? Rabbi Eli Brazil is um, a, a, is just a very different kind of a person. You know, He's a camp person through and through. And from the very moment that we met him, we were very excited about the opportunities that he would bring to Camp Cayley, working with typical kids, working with kids with disabilities, integrating the camp as the vision of the Board of Trustees um, envisioned it years ago. Ellie and I had an opportunity to sit with Harvey and Gloria Cayley in their home a few weeks ago, and um, Ellie talked about um, the kids and the program and the revamping of the hockey court and the basketball courts and uh, the trips and a um, three-day trip to Boston uh, for the kids and um, the concept of of sports and um, the learning groups um, several times a day. Um, a Masmidim program, 29 boys that are Masmidim and Cam Cayley, including several of them kids with disabilities that are Masmidim and Cam Cayley, learning a half a day, sports a half a day, it's just a, a level of excitement and programming that we um, are looking forward to with tremendous excitement. Amazing. Ellie Brazil, good luck this summer. We hope to see you at some point. Yeah, I hope you come on. We've got, got the new Kaylee apparel for you. So oh, thank you very much. Uh, Kaylee has, uh, they've changed things up for the summer of 2014, huh? All right, thank Ellie, thank you. Good luck in Camp Kaylee this summer. Thanks so much. Have a good summer, Nachum. Rabbi Ellie Brazil, who's the new director up at Camp Kaylee. The uh, boys begin toward the end of June. The girls will be up there toward the end of July, and obviously when I get there at some point, I hope to have a full report, as I did last summer, for everybody about what's happening up there. He, uh, David and I, I'm telling you, we've been talking about this for five years, the whole idea of a, a Camp Cayley, which I guess now we could use in, right, a Camp Cayley, it's a description now in terms of how a camp setup is, and we know there are a lot of great summer camps out there with great arrangements for people of different abilities to spend time, but this is unique. This is something very different. That's what's so different about the board of directors of, of OHEL, the board of trustees of Camp Cayley. It, it's, um, 
It's a vision that was in the making for eight years. The, the conversation, the thoughtfulness, the planning, the shopping to buy a camp, just an inordinate experience. The, uh, the Camp Cayley, Dr. Joe Silver campus, the 113 acres, um, you know, it's, 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 um, thank God that, that we're in this place. Uh, we're looking forward to it. And Ellie Brazil has brought in new concepts into the camp this year. Uh, as he said, every single, every single week, every single Shabbos, we have some guest housing. Not only was the camp sold out back in February. <laughs> Guest we, housing for weekends? <laughs> we still, we still have, we still have in, individuals, scores of individuals that, that are trying to get into Camp Kelly today. Thank God. All right. We have a respite program opportunity for, for parents who have a child with a disability to come up as our guests for several days. Um, we have um, guest houses, um, guest accommodations for people to come up during the week or Shabbosim. And Ellie has principals, Rabbanim, from different communities uh, throughout New York City, uh, New Jersey, the five towns. We have a full busload of girls coming from Baltimore to Camp Kelly this summer, from Base Yaakov's in Baltimore. Hmm. Really expanding, to say the least. We have kids from Los Angeles. We have um, um, campers and staff coming from from Eretz Row, from Yerushalayim, from Beit Shemesh, from Efrat. Um, thank God. We can't say thank God often enough. Very nice. All right, so there you have it, folks. And we wish good luck and a wonderful summer to everybody up at Camp Cayley. David Mandel is here, which means we'll take advantage of his expertise in uh, the area of safety during the summer. It is now the month of June. This is a golden opportunity to remind parents about different things that they should be preparing their children with, no matter what summer camp they're going to, no matter where on this globe their kids will be spending this summer. Um, This is a message that years ago was really hard to penetrate into our community. And thank God, a, a lot of the credit goes to you and people like Dr. Pelkowitz and others, uh, now this message seems to really be taken very seriously by parents, all types of parents out there. You know, we, we, we remind, we remind parents that the time to talk to children about safety is all the time throughout the year. And the time to talk about summer safety is weeks before camp starts, not when the child is getting on the bus and he's got one step on the bus, and he turns to say goodbye, and you give him a list of six things. Remember this, remember this, remember this. They, they've already stopped listening to you. Correct. They're just thinking about who they're going to be sitting next to on the bus for the two-hour trip. They're not listening to a word that you're saying. So today is a week before camp, or two weeks before camp, or before you go to the summer home, or to the bungalow colony, wherever you're going. This is a time to talk to your son or daughter if you haven't yet about summer safety, summer fun. And the list includes, the modern-day list includes personal safety, that no one can touch you, any place that you're uncomfortable. It's not just don't no one can touch you underneath your bathing suit. That's not good enough. It's no one can touch you anywhere that makes you uncomfortable. No one can do anything with you that makes you uncomfortable. That's the conversation conversation today is about bullying. It's not only about physical touch, but it's also about social interaction. Unfortunately, bullying is a phenomenon. It, nothing like this started in the year 2014. Right. 
These things have been going on for hundreds and thousands of years. But it seems like today, especially with the social media, etc., the pressure is immense. Someone said to me the other day, now it's 24 hours a day because of social media. It's not just, you know, getting somebody picked on, you know, for a few minutes at school. And you'll see many camps, um, um, Ellie Brazil um, spoke to us about it months ago when, when he first came on board a year ago. Um, you know, no phones. Right. There's a debate in camp. Should the kid have the phone? Should he be able to call his mom and dad? Uh, can mom and dad call him any time? And the answer is no. You've entrusted your kid to a camp to go up for four weeks or six weeks or seven weeks. They're there to have fun. They're not there to be in touch with their parents twice a day. So no phones in camp. Depending on the age, uh, the camper can get the phone back on Shabbos right. or on a trip day. So bullying is bullying is is all about um, um, one or a group of kids who pick on. We all know what bullying means. Mm-hmm. It's happened to many of us in school. It's happened to many of us on the baseball field, on the basketball kid, on the basketball field, where you are left out, where you are made fun of, where you are told that you're not good enough. And parents should talk to the kids about that also, uh, to give them inner strength, to give them self-esteem, to give them resilience, to tell them to talk to your counselor. Right. Discuss the options that they have. Don't allow yourself when that happens. Don't do it to anyone else. Right. And don't allow yourself to happen to you. A few years ago, you released a DVD that was one that you said that parents and children could watch together, right? I assume that that DVD is still timely. Dr. David Pelkowitz and I, at the suggestion of um, some some parents, uh, made an 11-minute DVD that was on personal touch and safety. And we described it for the 9, 10, 12, 13-year-old so that parents who were not comfortable talking about these issues could watch it together with their son or daughter of any age. And we were speaking on behalf of the parents. Right. They literally just had to turn it on and watch it. Right. And I, it's probably available on the OHEL website. It's available moment. on the OHEL website. Derek Saker has sent out um, hundreds and thousands of these. Right. And anybody can access it, and uh, it's a great opportunity to sit down with your child and uh, have a discussion like this before the summer. David Mandel is here We're talking about summer safety and some of the things that people need to be aware of as the... Uh, as the kids start getting ready for camp, and as you said, another week or two, and they'll be they'll be on their way. Hard to believe. Uh, a lot of this uh, applies um, uh, to both young and old, and I don't I don't mean people you know our age. I'm talking about uh, the very young campers and those who have older campers. It's uh, I mean th- these are discussions worthwhile having with people of any age. In Teaneck Bergenfield on Shabbosim, um, as you know, people wear orange, um, an orange vest at night because there is insufficient lighting. Right. And many communities out of town people do that. Unfortunately, we know someone who was uh, hit by a car recently. He should have a full Um So the old conversation about buddying in a swimming pool is really buddying everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't go out at night. Alone. Uh, never walk on 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 the road on a, on a dark road alone. Um, have a bright colored vest, an orange vest. Um, don't go anywhere alone. Um, children and adults, um, staff that go out at night on a day off, um, shouldn't go anywhere alone. You know what is the most um, worrisome situation for a family? 
for parents when when their son or daughter is driving at night in the Catskills or any place. Which many camps will not allow anyway, but yes, you're 100% right. Uh, You mentioned phones earlier. Um, I am of the opinion, and I know there's some people in the camping industry who agree with me, I am of the opinion that because every phone now has a camera in it, that there's no place for a phone inside a bunk at all. And that arrangements have to be made with the upper staff of the camp to figure out how staff, and I'm talking about campers or staff, how staff members will have access to their phone when they're allowed to, fine. All that I understand, you know, is a logistical thing that has to be taken care of. Don't you agree that ideally it would be better during 2014 with all the potential for, for danger when there's so many cameras lying around to just ban cell phones from inside bunk buildings and camp? Camp Cayley, as well as um, um, all camps, um, send out um, a handbook to parents, a guide, information. It could be a page. It could be eight pages. And uh, take a look at many camp websites, and you'll see a really wonderful sentence these days. Um, and it says, all campers, some camps, many camps do this. And the sentence reads, um, campers will have to give their phone into the office the morning that they arrive at camp. Correct. But a lot of them don't do that for staff. And I think that, I think it's worthwhile as an extra precaution to enforce a rule where there is no use of a phone inside a bunk. Simple as that. Vabayali Brazil has uh, provided orientation to staff. I've heard him say it. A few things. Number one is, do not use your phone while you're working. Right. Period. Number two, do not give your phone, a staff member, do not give your phone to any camper. Right. Understood. So they can call home. Correct. If you as a staff member give your phone, I'm going to take your phone away. I'm going to treat you like a camper. Right. Those are the new rules of camp. Those I understand. But a lot of those rules have been around for a while. I want to make a new rule. <laughs> no iPads, no iPhones. Make, I want to make a new rule that anything that has the potential to take a photo inside a bunk cannot be used inside a bunk. You want to use it? Go outside the bunk or go, you know. Somewhere else. That, now, it may, you just mentioned something I never even considered. It's not just phones. It's iPads and all that also have the potential. So this is a really difficult area right. to pursue. But we, right. know, we know camps are in very challenging situations now. And if one thing goes wrong, it could be disaster for a lot of people. Of so. course, no one should take a picture of, a, of, yeah. of anyone else in a bunkhouse where Correct. people are coming and going in various right. and not just And not just a picture that would be deemed inappropriate, but, but who, who would want even a regular picture of right. their kid being on social media? Who right. would want, without their permission, of course. You right. know, who, who would want that without parental permission? And so. a 10-year-old can't give permission. Right, exactly. So, anyway, thought I'd toss that in. It's a very smart comment, and... and um, Maybe some of the camp directors out there will uh, will heed the advice. Who knows? Um, but wh- what else should we cover on safety? Uh, we talked about the roads. We talked about... Uh, uh, all the different uh, things that kids have to be wary of in terms of uh, what others could potentially do to them. Anything else we have to mention well, this morning? One of the things that we hear parents um, say to them, you know, um, um, you know, it's all the don'ts. You know, um, the, the things written about uh, people who, who say to people, be careful when you cross the street, don't get right. hit by a car. Um, and they, they try to encourage parents to give a list of do's. Oh, instead of don'ts. Instead of don'ts. Interesting. Give a list of do's um, about how to have fun. Do have a safe, fun time. Do have a safe, fun time. Um, do make friends. Do participate in sports. Hmm. Encourage them to do the kind of things that they normally may not like to do. You have kids that want to come to camp and sit in a bunk and read. Right. 
Because they don't necessarily like sports. And not that we're against reading. <laughs> but there's a time for reading. Right. Um, you know, reading, when you're in a learning group, read the Gemara. That's perfect. Read the Chumash. <laughs> listen to the Rebbe. Listen to the Mora. Encourage your kids to participate in sports. Don't only encourage them to change their underwear twice a month. Encourage them to participate in the activities that are going on. It's a t- Camp is a time to bloom. It's not only that you can grow two inches. Right. It's a time to bloom. No question about it. It's uh, some of the greatest experiences that people have come in those two months, even sometimes beyond what they're able to accomplish during the ten months of the school year. So, and the other the other camp that, that I just want to mention um, that that Ohel has that we've built up over the past eighteen years is the end of summer camp program. In addition to Camp Kelly, that's integrated kids with right. disabilities and typical kids. We have an end of summer program for ten days. That is just for kids with disabilities. Uh, boys are going to be in uh, Camp Cayley, and girls uh, are going to be eventing at another camp this summer. Um, and it, it's a very exciting time. We have about 80 boys and 80 girls with another 80 staff in each location. And that happens at the end of August? That happens at the end of August. Sure. It's part of our year-round programming when Ohel creates programs um, Hindi Hecht, uh, Mazel Tov to Hindi Hecht, um, on, on a daughter getting, uh, married, uh, Tova and, and, and Alana Katz and, and many of the staff that are developing the program for many years. It's a program that parents look forward to. Um, we run programs throughout the year, Sunday programs, Thanksgiving weekend. Are those uh, sold out? Can parents still get their kids in now or not? Uh, those are pretty much sold out. Are Parents are welcome wow. to um, to to call us to call the office. Um, pretty much the, those programs are sold Unbelievable. out. Unbelievable! A lot of stuff out there being offered, and I'm glad people are taking advantage of it. That's for sure. David Mandel, I take this opportunity to wish you a happy, fun, and safe summer. Let's hope everybody at Camp Cayley and all the camps uh, around, in fact, have a nice, fun summer and uh, take all the extra precautions for the kids. Let them know in a positive manner about all the precautions that need to be taken. And in general, remember in 2014, stuff happens at a very fast pace. A lot of stuff happens out there uh, at a rate that uh, <laughs> we at our age may not be used to, but the, the kids are certainly aware of just how quickly things happen. So we have to take extra precautions and make sure everybody is, is uh, safe as possible. Nachem, where are you and Stacy going ziplining this summer? <laughs> Why, you think that's any better than rappelling? <laughs> It is a little better. Right? I, I'd, I'd like to see. I'd like to see you ziplining, and then I'll let you know. Right, then I'll work my way up <laughs> to the twenty floors. Thank you, David. See you up thank at you, Camp. Nachum. See you up at Camp Cayley. David Mandel. I thank both him and Ellie Brazil uh, for joining me here on a Thursday morning. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at ninety-one point nine on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmnam.org.
with Shlomo Katz. Vieda is the name of that one. Uh, before that, you heard the uh, the Simcha Liner selection off of the CD entitled Pischili that was called Shebechol. 11 minutes after 8 o'clock, it's Thursday morning at JM in the AM. We'll talk about the Shalvim dinner coming up or by fast from Nefesh Benefesh, a tradition to have him on during uh, the week of Parshas Shlach. He'll be joining us. My thanks to Miriam Wallach and Mayor Weingarten for taking over over the last couple of days. Good to be back here on a Thursday morning. By the way, amazing kudos to the Rabbinical College of America and the Chabad Shluchim of the state of New Jersey. There's an evening dedicated to the 20th yard site of the Lubavitcher Rebbe, uh, which is coming up on, um, on Gimel Tammuz. And the Rabbinical College of America invites the entire community to participate and pay tribute to the legacy of the Rebbe, with an event happening on Monday night, June the 23rd, at the Wilshire Grand Hotel on Pleasant Valley Way in West Orange, New Jersey. The program will begin at 7.30. There'll be a buffet dessert. And the guest speaker, the keynote speaker, and every time our friends from Chabad put together a major event, they they always present unique and interesting and uh, really worthwhile speakers. And in this case... The keynote speaker of the event is the president of Yeshiva University, Richard Joel. Should be very, very interesting. It happens Monday night, June the 23rd at the Wilshire Grand in West Orange, New Jersey. It starts at 7.30. Richard Joel, the president of Yeshiva University, the keynote speaker on an evening dedicated uh, to the legacy of the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Information about all of this, you can call the uh, Rabbinical College at 973 973- 
973-267-9404. That's 973-267-9404. Reminder, next week is App Week here at um, NSN, JM in the AM, which means you'll have an opportunity to win some great prizes if you are, in fact, somebody who uses the NSN app that we just introduced and was just updated uh, a couple of weeks back. So make sure you have the NSN app installed. And uh, it should be a lot of fun app week next week as we have a lot of uh, very fun and interesting things going on tied in to our big app week celebration. So make sure you got all that and uh, join us. Charlie Harari coming up at 9 o'clock this morning right after JM in the AM on jmintheam.org. Naftali Haf, president of Impactful Coaching and Consulting will be the guest. As we enjoy the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Finals, we're going to discuss how coaches play an integral role in the development of a team and discuss how using coaches, consultants, and mentors can play an integral role in our individual lives. That's Charlie coming up at 9. At 10 o'clock, it is Miriam L. Wallach with That's Life. Yeshiva Dakotos by Ruvain Tarragon, who I had the chance to see at the um, a beautiful wedding Sunday night. The Weichner-Levy wedding, or by Tarragon, is going to be on discussing the Yom Iyun entitled Educating and Inspiring Our Children Together. Uh, he'll be a guest of uh, Miriam Wallach. Or by Yitzhak Moli, founder of the Creative Soul, featured in the Wall Street Journal. He'll also be a guest. And uh, finally, with the World Cup about to begin and the Stanley Cup Finals not over, the sports rabbi Josh Halleckman will be on with Miriam coming up between 10 and 11 this morning at jmtheam.org. That is a that is one great guest, the sports rabbi. Avrami is going to be hosting a live lunch today that's going to be happening between 11 and 1. Make sure to uh, join him. And don't forget that tonight, Michael Fragan at 6 p.m. Eastern time on the stream is, um, <laughs> is going to be presenting a spin class, 6 p.m. tonight, on the political earthquake this, re- this week regarding the primary defeat of Congress's lone Jewish Republican, Eric Cantor. Michael Fragan is going to be taking care of that uh, at jmnam.org beginning at 6 p.m. tonight. And uh, at some point, I don't know if it will happen this week, but at some point over the next few days, I hope to speak to uh, Michael and um, uh, here at JMNAM and get his opinion on that. But you could hear it tonight. You could hear it tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the stream, jmnam.org, a fresh edition of Spin Class. This is JM in the AM.
Selection from Ellie Laufer, which you'll fa- find on the Purim CD entitled Dance with Sameach here at JM in the AM. It means one thing and one thing only here at JM in the AM, an opportunity to speak with the founder, co-founder of the amazing Nefesh Benefesh organization during this week of Parsha Shlach. If you're not familiar with the story of Parsha Shlach, pay careful attention this Shabbos or ask your local rabbi and they'll explain why it's an appropriate week to talk about moving to the Holy Land. Rabbi Joshua Fass, he is the co-founder of Nefesh Benefesh. We say welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you so much. Good morning, Nachum. It was wonderful seeing you and so many amazing Nefesh Benefesh people at the Celebrate Israel Parade. I think I've asked you this before. It must be, especially for someone like yourself who's familiar with the parade and knows what it's all about growing up as a a kid in these parts, it uh, must be interesting to be from Israel and come back to march up Fifth Avenue. Absolutely. It's just, it's, it's fascinating to see just the turnout and the excitement and the passion that has been uh, maintained and sustained over these years. It brings back memories of childhood when, remember, in, in elementary school, practicing with your, with your class for your march down the Fifth Avenue, and you come back years later, um, marching down with uh, Olim and with dignitaries. It's just, it's just a, it's a remarkable experience. And by the way, there's a, uh, there's a, I shouldn't say irony, there's a, um, there's a point to be made. Uh, years ago, uh, we used to, we used to say this on the show a lot, way before Nefesh Benefesh was founded. Uh, we used to say that, uh, people would come, they'd make Aliyah, they'd arrive in Ben Gurion Airport, and, you know, they'd wait for hours and have difficulties and, you know, go through a lot of paperwork and, you know, have crying kids on their lap and trying to go through the whole process. While at the same time, People who were, you know, dignitaries in the Jewish world, let's put it that way, uh, were being feted with a great reception and, you know, wonderful VIP treatment. 
Uh, if in fact there is a, the, thank God these days you've, uh, you've altered that, uh, to a great extent because of the way with, uh, with so much ease that so many people are ma- able to make Aliyah now. But my point, of course, is that if there is to be a parade for anybody in this world, the parade should be for those who have strengthened the state of Israel and the Jewish people by moving to Israel. So there's an element that, uh, you know, there's a parade element to the whole thing. Cause you have to agree, Rabbi Fess. That if anybody deserves a parade, it's the thousands of people that you've you've helped make a commitment to the Holy Land. Absolutely, they're 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 the modern day heroes. It takes uh, it takes so much, so much courage, so much conviction, so much passion, ideological drive to pick up and to fulfill our national destiny on on a, on a personal level and to make Aliyah. And, uh, and it was so exciting to be on that float with approximately 80 prospective Olim wow. were able just to, to coordinate their schedule and to come on the float and just see the excitement of, you know, of their own friends, neighbors, family who were seeing them on the float, cheering them on, and just strangers cheering them on. It was, it was really, the, the Olim got so much from it. And I was just proud to, to be part of that moment. So the, those, the majority of those who are with you on that float are people thinking about moving to Israel, who are in the process of moving to Israel. All those who are on the float were those who are moving to Israel this summer. Wow. Unbelievable. It makes it even more special. Unbelievable. All right, Josh Fast is with us. Are we the only ones who make a big deal about Parsha Shlach, or other people note it to you during this week? It is a... It is a busy week of <laughs> biblical references <laughs> for us here at Nefesh. No problem making speeches this week, huh? You, you are the first in line, so, so you get your props. So you... <laughs> no problem thinking of good Aliyah sermons this week, that's for sure, on my fast, I'll tell no. you. You have any special message uh, this week for us? Is I have I have two stories that I'd like to share with you. Please. I, I, try, I try to share at my Shabbos table... Um, fascinating stories that come across my desk during the week. And there's no dearth of, uh, of, of incredible inspirational stories. And, uh, so there are two things that, that I was made aware of over the last uh, week or so that I think are just so inspiring and so humbling at the same time. And it, it, if it's, it's humbling to me and I'll be definitely humbling for you, Nahab. So hmm. there are two stories from two high school students. Um, one that is in high school, one that just uh, finished high school last year, is in a sh- uh, Bat Sherut this year, doing Sherut Lumei National Service by helping in an educational facility. And I heard two incredible stories about them. One story is that there is a girl who's in high school, made Aliyah a few years back, and she goes to a high school that, that uh, has a whole track for Tiulim. They spend a lot of time in their educational curriculum going out to different places within Israel to, to learn about history and to learn about Tanakh, to learn about Bible classes. Right. And to, instead of just reading it from uh, a Torah itself or a Navi, they go out to the location and they almost reimagine, re-envision that narrative. And I heard that there's this girl, a family that I'm aware of, that I know, that I'm friends with years, that she actually packs in her knapsack a bunch of slices of bread for every single one of these trips. I was like, why? She's feeding birds, feeding pigeons. What's the point? She said, because when she gets to this new place that she's never been before, she wants to be able to wash her hands, make hamotzi on bread, so she can say, grace after meals, and say the words of, 
to be able to bless God for the land that we have. This is a high school student who has the depth and the maturity and sophistication of understanding the modern-day miracle and her part of being part of fulfilling that miraculous ability of making Aliyah. And for her, she wanted to make those moments special to her, unique to her. And I, I was very moved by that. Unbelievable. Story. Unbelievable. Second story. There was this girl in school, and she was very quiet. She made Ali a few years back, and she was very quiet in school because she was just learning the language. And basically, she was very shy. Um, and, and many individuals in that school system thought that she was a very shy outsider girl, but not so much of a personality. And at the end of the year, each of them has to give a presentation, an oral presentation in front of the school. And she was shy. And she was not confident in, in speaking in front of the school body. So she made a video. And the video that she presented that, I was, sent, that was sent to me two days ago um, was a video explaining herself. It was with Hebrew subtitles, um, explaining her personality, her being, and her family's choice of Aliyah. And it started with, this is me. This is where we came from. This is our community. This is what our shul looked like. This is what our house looked like. These were what my friends looked like. This is who I was, and it shows her jumping up at a Shabbaton like NCSY. <laughs> this is who I am, and this is why we moved to Israel. And she was quotes of Sukim and music and pictures of videos of, 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 of Israel and an honest admission how difficult it is transitioning, but it's all worth it. Quotes from Rav Teichel's, you know, magnum opus of Ema Banim Smecha, and and the entire school was just bawling. This girl just educating the entire school body of just because a kid is not up in f- front center, you know, not familiar with the language, does not mean that they have this wealth of emotional experiences that they want to share, and. And it just calibrated the entire school's compass to what it means to integrate Olim, what it means for individuals to go through the transition, the challenging transition, but being proud of it. And she found an ability, a way to share her voice to the entire school body. You know, we it al- is gorgeous. We always talk about how, the, how we in general don't, especially as you live through it or the aftermath of it, we don't we don't appreciate the miracles of uh, Israel and Jerusalem of the 20th century, and you know it's it sometimes you know you have to stand back and just realize historically what's going on. She was somebody, is somebody who through this venue that you described was able to uh, communicate the enormity of what she and her family have done, and that is a right. big step that you're able to communicate that and understand it, and express it, and be proud of it. How enormous it is! What an incredible accomplishment! Something that so many take for granted, and even and those. Her beauty is her beauty is, is that this year when she's doing her national service in Sherut Lumi, she is now going to schools. She's working in a school or two with a high um, percentage of Olim students, and she's helping them have their voice and find their voice, oh. helping them express themselves in Hebrew, express themselves. Um, to their classmates, even doing a Yom Yun, a, a day session 
within the school of having faculty and Israeli students understand the Aliyah process and who the Olim are. Oh, I can imagine. She's perfect for this. Are you kidding? She gets it. A lot of people don't. I still don't get it, Rabbi Fast, but a lot of people get it. It's Parsha Shlach this week. We're speaking to the founder of uh, Nefesh Benefesh. Anybody out there who wants to be part of this incredible experience, it's very simple, nbn.org.il, nbn.org.il, or 866-4-ALIYAH, 866-4-ALIYAH. So how will the t- summer of 2014 be, Rabbi Fast? We know the summer is the time of year that the majority of the Olim leave North America and head to Israel. How does this summer look? The summer looks great. Thank God. The summer looks really fantastic. Next week, it begins. June 17th, and then June 30th, and July 1st, and July 7th, and our charter flight 21st, and August 11th, and then the 20th, and August 26th, and September 6th, we have 12, like, lined up, um, group, uh, week after week, another group, 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 and a charter, and a charter, and then several groups. It's, uh, they're filling up, um, really fast, which is incredible to see. Um, we're seeing an increase of Olin this year, which is fantastic to see, and uh, and we're seeing we're seeing uh, a dynamism within different sectors within within the American population reignited and reinvigorated for Aliyah. Unbelievable. And we're seeing fruits of our own labor being being materialized of certain things that we've invested over the last couple of years in different sectors, and and to see that individuals have been turned on and have been inspired and have been educated and facilitated in that process. We've spoken... And as always, we're trying to find ways of how to tweak the process even more. So, so. We've spoken about go north, go south. We've spoken about special accommodations that have been made and information available for those in the medical field and other industries and fields. Is there anything we should be aware of right now, anything that either has been or will be introduced for specific industries or specific geographic regions of Israel. Anything to tell us about right at this moment? There is. Uh, I don't want to steal my own thunder because we need to wait a few weeks uh, for our next announcement. But we we have a few projects um, that we're working on. One of them is close to fruition, and that is um, helping a, a different nuance within lone soldiers within different communities that have not been facilitated in the past so that is going to be seeing a focus within okay. the north american population okay. and a few other announcements which we will share with you over the course of the summer and would those be industry uh, uh categorically related or would they be geographically related or both i will answer not answering it will be both vertical and horizontal articulated expansion for this organization there you go you like that my career that PC it up? my my career as an investigative journalist has now ended exactly. rabbi fast invites everybody to hop aboard you know the maraglim they didn't have the most uh, optimistic view of the holy land rabbi fast thank god you've been surrounded by tens of thousands of people that have a very positive outlook when it comes to the Holy Land? Yes, including yourself, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big talker. You're surrounded by people who actually have gone ahead and have committed themselves and their families to the future of the Jewish people because, as we always say, the future of the Jewish people is in the state of Israel. Rabbi Fast, during this Parsha Shlach, as everybody pays careful attention to one of the most interesting stories uh, that our Torah tells us, I uh, encourage you to continue going on, to continue forward, 
And I wish you the most amazing and incredible summer. We have discussed many times how every one of these trips, for whatever reason, continues to be a completely new experience for you, even though you've lived through them now at this point hundreds of times. So you should enjoy them. I'm sure you'll continue to appreciate them. And you and your staff should continue to have the most amazing and incredible stretch in bringing people to the Holy Land. Thank you so much for the brachot and for your friendship. Thank you, Nachum. There he is, Rabbi Yoshua Fast. Rabbi Josh Fast directs Nefesh Benefesh. It's amazing. And during the week of Parsha Shlach, I like to point out just how amazing they are. Information. How you could hop aboard and do what I always talk about doing. <laughs> NBN.org.il. NBN.org.il. Or 866-4-ALIYAH, 866, the number 4, and then A-L-I-Y-A-H. Well, Rabbi Benny Marilis tells me that the upcoming Shalvim dinner, which we have an opportunity to discuss this morning here at JMAM, is going to be the best one yet. Don't be insulted if you chaired or were honored at a previous dinner. It's not an insult. You, I'm sure you, the previous chair people and honorees, want this to be the best and most incredible dinner ever. And on the, uh, on the 24th of June at the Museum of Jewish Heritage in downtown Manhattan, uh, Yeshivat Shalvim and Shalvim for Women will have their annual dinner. We'll go through all the honorees in our studio. Rabbi Bini Marilis, who's executive director uh, for Yeshivat Shalvim, and Willie Hachman, our wonderful friend who uh, represents all the honorees this morning, especially those of the Joel Paul Group who are being recognized as corporate honorees at the Shalvim dinner on the 24th of June. Rabbi Marilis, welcome back to JM and the AM. Good to see you again. Great to see you. And I recall... A most amazing visit that we had to Yeshivat Sha'alvim. That is correct. We most spent, people uh, can't believe that it was the only time I'd ever been there. You'd think that, you know, after having spent enough time in Israel, I would have gotten there at some point. Uh, it, it's an absolutely beautiful campus. You have great people there, uh, both uh, teachers and students. And um, uh, one of the one of the things we did when we when we were there, this goes back now, I guess it's almost a year, right? It's about yep. a year. Uh, is that we got to see Shivat Shalvim for women, which I don't know what the reaction was when it was first founded. I don't know if they, if people thought the concept would work, both schools under the same umbrella, etc. I'm sure there was discussion like crazy about it when it was founded. But boy, has it established itself in the world of women's yeshivot, women's seminaries like crazy in the state of Israel. It's uh, true. That's one of the things we're celebrating this year at the dinner is the 10th anniversary of the Shalvin for Women. Um, and one of our honorees, two of our honorees, are actually students from that first year. Mm. Um, one, Talia Miller Ice, uh, the essentially Shalvin for Women was founded in her house. Um, she, her family is synonymous with Shalvim. Um, her father, Alan Miller, grandfather, Joseph Miller, were super involved in Shalvin for years. And then the concept sort of began in her house. And she's an honoree this year as the alumna of the year from that first year. And then Elisheva Frist was also in that year um, who spent many, many years at Shalvin for Women. And as you said, the reputation for Shalvin for Women is you know, on the rise and it's growing. And it's amazing and it's in a wonderful, amazing place. And you had the pleasure of being there, spending some time oh, there, meeting people there. Um, it was a great day. That was a great day. The, the staff there 
is amazing. You're talking about some of the really, and I guess this is one of the reasons for its success. Some of the best personalities out there, absolutely, in the world of Jewish education, absolutely. Uh, Armenahel, Rav Yamin Goldsmith, yeah, he's uh, incredible, incredible. Um, so the dinner's coming up on the 24th of June. Do you have any? I, I assume you were not in Shalvim at that time or with the organization at that time. Do you have any clue how many students were in the first class of Shalvim for Women? Do we even know? I, I assume it was a handful, right? No, it was more than a handful. Oh, really? Uh, surprisingly. Like it took uh, off right away? Yeah, they had a really nice class. I think it was uh, over 40, close to 50 uh, young women at the time, even in the first year. Um, and then it just went from there, 50 to 60. Now we're up to over 70 um, every year. Um, at this point, you know, you're over 500 alumni at this point. Really wonderful, amazing women across the spectrum. And it's in the same building in Jerusalem that we remember. It's, it's still in the same place. Same yeah. right there. Um, information, by the way, about all of this, shalvimdinner.org. Shalvimdinner.org. There's also a phone number. It's 718-677-7200. 718-677-7200. There are a lot of people in this audience who are affiliated with Shalvim and Shalvim for Women. A lot. I think just on our staff, we have plenty of people who are affiliated. So if you want to be part of this uh, dinner, which essentially is also an alumni celebration, right? it's a big reunion. Right? Even if it's not an official reunion, it's a great reunion exactly for, right. for, for, the, for the men and the women who want to get together and just uh, uh, catch up on old times. Uh, you have an opportunity on the 24th of June. We mentioned that Willie Hochman is here, the Joel Paul Group, among the honorees. They're the corporate honoree for the Shalvim Dinner. We'll go through the other honorees in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Willie, good morning to you. Good morning, Nachum. How are you? So tell me about your association with Shalvim. <laughs> so I'll take you back to 1973 when I was a younger man. I went to another yeshiva, but uh, my good friend in uh Someone I lived with in uh, Woodmere, where I grew up, uh, Rav David Libor, sure. uh, went to Shalavim. Uh, I'm going to say he never returned almost, except for a few years in between. Right. So that's when I visited Shalavim first, when I was there, and we were in different yeshivas. Um, Fast-forwarding to 2000, my son Avi uh, is an alumni of Shalavim. I have a son-in-law, uh, Judah Izikowitz, and I think the entire Izikowitz family uh, yeah, are, <laughs> are uh, parents of and alumni of Shalavim, so that's our connection. And recently, the most important and relevant um, connection to Shalavim is in our professional career, Mr. Joel Paul and myself as the Joel Paul Group. As we say in English, we made the shidduch with Shalavim and Rabbi Benny Merrill. Oh, right. I didn't realize that. That's funny. That so this true. is a Hakarat Hatov funny. in a lot of ways. So one second, Rabbi Barrel. This was was it good that you followed their advice? Or, Absolutely uh? no. <laughs> so uh, let me just. You mean I can't stir up any trouble here, huh? <laughs> so I just want to give a postscript to you, you and your listeners who are just sure. listening to the Nefesh Benefesh connection, right? And it's an amazing segue from Nefesh Benefesh. I agree, that's true. Because I hope it's public by now, but Rabbi Benny Merrillis and family are making Aliyah. Wow, that's a mazel and he's going to, to run Shalavim. Uh, he'll do that seagull, you know, not right. seagull. Seagull, right. swoop in, come out, come back and forth, but be there when the parents and the kids are there in Shalavim. It's a wonderful idea, and of course, we're all jealous that he's making Aliyah. Mazel tov to you. Thank you. This happens in August? Yes, I was actually on the float at the parade. You were on the float. On the float. You're one of the Jewish yeah. heroes. <laughs> You're one of the people that I that I can't possibly compare to because I'd, of your greatness. I'd like to think that my wife and my kids are the heroes <laughs> in this. That's true. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, actually, you know, it's funny. The last two guests you had on this morning already, uh, Rabbi Fass's son is coming to Shalva next year through the HESDA program. Wow. And then uh, at Camp Cayley. Um, a lot of the staff at Camp Cayley are Shalvim alums. Actually, we're working on getting them to come back from camp. 
to the to dinner. go back to your shoot. Oh, uh, to come to the dinner. To come to the dinner. Yes, to right. come to the dinner that night. Um, a lot of the st- you know staff. So we're really connected in a lot of places to your show today, um, but in general. Well, uh, look, yeah, a, lo- a, a case can be made, I guess, for any longtime yeshiva. But there is something about yours where the tentacles, the ripple effect of Shalvim in the community is unbelievable. I mean, is it outside of New York also? I, mean, I assume you have alumni all around the country, right? We have alumni everywhere, uh, men and women everywhere. And it's just unbelievable. I mean, again, not to take away from there are a lot of great yeshivas out there. Yours, just everywhere you turn, it's like... Yeah, you know, you, Shalvim, Shalvim. You could take a pin and drop a pin in any right. community, and you'll find Shalvim alumni, not just in the community, but in important roles in the community, leadership positions in the community. Correct. Every community you find, you'll find Shalvim uh, alumni. One of the things that we're celebrating this year is that uh, we had 49 alumni who finished, who received their uh, ordination, their smicha this year at YU. Um, and that was one in there five. There were 49 Shalvim people in the Chag Yeah, there were 49. So one in five, essentially, twenty percent was Shalvim alumni. And I said, any time you just count them on your fingers, you're going to hit a Shalvim guy every time you count five on your hand. Unbelievable. So, yeah, we're sort of everywhere. It's really amazing to see the tentacles and to see where people land. Um, and it's one of the beautiful selling points is, yes, we're celebrating Rabbanim. And we love to celebrate the Rabbanim. Um, we revere our Rabbanim. At the same time, our Rabbanim end up in all kinds of uh, vocations and professions, and, and our alumni are everywhere, and they do all kinds of amazing things, and they're really involved super people. Um, the, the next school year will begin at the end of August, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything much different about the campus that we visited, or essentially... Yeah, we're finishing up a dorm project. Uh, I think when you were there yeah, in the summertime, yeah. it came up on the show. Correct. And actually, I think at the time, the guys in the room snickered because right. they didn't think it was going to happen. Correct. Um, <laughs> but over the course of the year, the construction began. The construction's continuing. It's still ongoing. Um, we're still uh, working on uh, on that project. Um, and we're always looking for people who want to join and be partners with us on that project. And we, we expect that that dorm project will be completed sometime in the fall. And that the current, the coming, incoming class of uh, Talmidim will have the chance to be the first ones into that new, uh, into that new dorm. I know people like to la- wait till the last minute, but are we getting a nice response to the dinner already? We are getting a really nice response. Yeah. Uh, we are really uh, in full mode and full gear. We're really. You know that these up. days, some of the reservations may come in on the twenty fourth. You, know, you know how it works. Expect these days. that. That's not that case. I'm encouraging it. No, I, I shouldn't really give people that option. But it's, it's an You'll be working till the up to the minute, as I say. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Uh, if you want to be part of it, Yeshivat Shalvim and Shalvim for Women has their annual dinner coming up at the Museum of Jewish Heritage on Battery Place in New York City. It's happening on the 24th of June. Shalvimdinner.org gives you the chance to do the journal stuff online. Is there a thing there where you can do everything online? You can do everything there. Yeah. Journal ads, reservations, etc. They never have to call your office if they don't want to. <laughs> they, they're always welcome to call the office and say hello. Um, but if they if they can figure it out on there, then they don't need to call us. The phone number is 718-677-7200. 718-677-7200. I'll give you a chance to... Uh, Whatever you'd like to say about any of the honorees. That night, the guests of honor will be Mrs. Sarah and Dr. Jonathan Pillay, uh, the rabbinic alum of the year, celebrating the ordination of the 49 alumni that you mentioned that were part of the Chagas Michet Wayu will be Rabbi Mordechai and Mrs. Shoshana Gershon. Uh, Ms. Elisheva Frist, who you mentioned moments ago, right. is uh, receiving the service award from Shalvim for Women. Uh, Mrs. Talia and Dr. David Ice, you mentioned. Uh, you credited the Ices for founding in many ways. The Millers, the Millers, yeah. Co- right, right. Meaning, right, meaning Mrs. Ice's family. Correct, right? correct. And, of course, the Joel Paul group we mentioned. So a big kudos to uh, 
all the honorees. Jonathan Pillay, of course, anybody who knows Jewish music, is uh, was at one time one of the young soloists. That's right. That really made his mark in the world of Jewish music. I'm sure he's gone on to bigger and better things at this point. But He's uh, a <laughs> wonderful ambassador for Shalvim in every way, shape, and form. Um, I, was, I was with him last night. Um, we were talking about Shalvim, and I said to him, we were going on the radio this morning, um, and he, he remembered that he had been on your show some, he thought, like 30 years ago. Yeah, don't tell like me how long ago it was, um, but it was a long time And at ago. the time, he said that his song, his famous song, Siat right. Deshmaya, was the number, one, was the number one song. So uh, we're going to try and coax him into singing it at the dinner, <laughs> um, if we can. Um, at a dinner where nobody was alive when it was first recorded. Is that what you mean? <laughs> um, uh, just no, kidding. You know, just I, exaggerating. I, I, and uh, he really, he still has a, a very warm and close connection to the yeshiva in many ways. Um, and uh, his, he and his wife are just spectacular. And they're really great examples. Rabbi Gershon, um, an alum of the yeshiva, grew up in West Hempstead. He's now the assistant rabbi in Rabbi Goldenschul in Englewood. Um, he's really super, super wonderful guy. And it was sort of his impetus, uh, very much the case, that uh, we honor all the musmachim and not just... Great not idea. Just, great so, idea. Yeah. So mazel tov to everybody. And... Um, and uh, we encourage everybody to be there on the 24th of June. Uh, Willie, anything you want to add? Just want to make a, sure. uh, a pitch to sure. everybody out there. Uh, <laughs> if you can't attend the dinner, and whether you're a Shalavim alumni from the boys or the girls' uh, seminary, um, placing an ad in honor of, of all the Rebbeim of the Russia Yeshiva would be a nice idea. For those uh, Talmidim from Shalavim who remember Gandhi, uh, it was great to have good Rabbanim. Uh, but if your laundry was clean, you felt good about it. Hmm. So uh, Gandhi is all of those young men who might be listening now who are not young anymore. Hopefully have a chuckle in there and a smile in their eyes. Put an ad in in memory of Gandhi, but of course for your Russia Yeshiva and Hanhala at Shalavim. Thank you. Good suggestion. Rabbi Marilis, I as I said when I first started, uh, you are proclaiming, whether you like it or not, that this will be the most successful Shalvin dinner ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and in fact, we give you that wish that it be the uh, most successful one ever. You guys are doing amazing work. We had an incredible visit to Israel. Both institutions really rock solid, as they say. Thank God. Come back anytime. That's why I ask you about changes and stuff, and I'm like... You know, in the back of my mind, I'm saying to myself, you know, like, not much has to be changed. You know I mean? Right. It's, it's, it's cosmetic. From a, sort of right. from a core value standpoint, what the yeshiva stands for and what it's always stood for um, is still relevant and still meaningful as just a set of core values about being a religious person and being a, a good Jewish person, a part of the community, leader in the community. That doesn't change. Um, that's, that's been the case for the current students, their parents. Um, you know, and their families, um, that's why they go there. Um, oh. And that's why it's important. That's why, that's why it works. And that's why it's worked for so many decades. Mazal Tov on moving to Israel. Thank you. Will you be living near the yeshiva? Close enough. Close enough to the yeshiva. <laughs> so we look forward to visiting you there. Although it does sound like you, you might have a chance to visit us as well. Uh, that is with correct. With your commuting schedule. That is correct. Nonetheless, I uh, look forward to seeing you in Israel. Any information anybody needs, and most of this can be done online. In, in truth, all of it can be done online. Uh, if you just go to shalvimdinner.org, if you do want to speak to somebody in the office, reservations, journal ads, etc., 
677-7200. My thanks to Ibni Marilis and to Willie Hochman, and we look forward to everyone being there on the 24th of June for Shivat Shalvim and Shalvim for Women. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having us today. Great having you here. More coming up. It's a JM in the AM Thursday. Don't forget tomorrow our weekly update starts about 7.40 in the morning with Malcolm Honeline. Lots going on this week, to say the least. We get an opportunity to uh, pursue it all, all the different topics, tomorrow morning, 7.40, right here at JM in the AM.
Yaakov Shweki with Habibi here at JM in the AM. Charlie Harari comes up next with an amazing edition of uh, Book of Life, brand new edition on the subject of coaching and how helpful it could be in real life, not just sports. And Miriam Alwalik with that incredible lineup. She's got the sports rabbi. She's got uh, Rabbi Ruvain Tarragon on the Yom Eo, and she has an amazing lineup coming up uh, between 10 and 11 on That's Life this morning, jmnam.org. Our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, and around the world on the web, jmnam.org. Want to again wish a mazel tov to Danielle Markowitz and Daniel Katz. They are a very recently engaged couple. If you see them and their families in Teaneck and Woodmere today, you say mazel tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Have a fabulous Thursday. Enjoy our stream all day long at jmtheam.org. And tomorrow we're back starting bright and early with the weekly update and more. Till then, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>